I guess what I want to do is in in life now, you know, rocking on that brilliant age of 55 going on to 56, only feeling like I'm 12. Um, I just want to live life, but give other people just this purpose and empowerment to be able to serve themselves and to serve others as well. I know a 12-year-old who stammers sometimes only because his thoughts are so big they can't get out of his brain straight. Are they the 2020s whoopee cushion? (laughs) Now then, Ludo, we're not even going down the route of talking anything as vile as that. Now you're really lowering the tone. Okay, we don't do any sort of raspberry noises or things like that. This is the this is the intelligentsia. Welcome to the Qualified Tutor Podcast. I'm your host, Ludo Miller, and I'll be interviewing tutors and thought leaders from across the tutoring landscape to inspire, inform, and motivate you to become the best tutor you can be. The Qualified Tutor Community is a safe and supportive space for tutors who love to learn and grow. We offer training, resources, ideas, and a chance to connect with like-minded tutors. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join our Qualified Tutor Community at www.qualifiedtutorcommunity.org or find it in the show notes. We're so happy to have you as our newest community member and great big expert in special educational needs and bringing bringing the fizz back to the classroom. Um, And so this is the first of many podcasts and workshops This is the first opportunity to bring your voice into Qualified Tutor, Nina. And so the first thing that our community members need to know is is who you are and where you're coming from as an educator. So let's start with that, no pressure. Okay, so can I just say, first of all, I am absolutely having a woohoo moment and I'm so privileged to be on here with you. Um, it's like, you know, I'm doing a little bit of a chair dance and probably some of you can't even see me doing that uh, because you're tuning in and listening right now. But my rather gorgeous, glamorous, uh, beautiful figurine, which I've worked for years to look like this, um, are gently sort of moving from side to side in that sort of like, you know, that sort of wiggly mode. So officially, my name is Nina Jackson. And I bet you can't tell that I'm actually proper tidy lush like Welsh in it, but I am. And English is actually my second language. So um, my week i fod ar a podcast gyda chi heddiw, a dwi'n joio, joio bod gyda chi, Ludo a Julia, which basically says, I'm really so well tidy chef that I'm on this podcast with you this, today. So officially I'm Nina Jackson, but in the world of education, I'm known as the ninja because I love to move in mysterious ways. Now, when I say moving in mysterious ways, um, I'm not the fastest kid on the block, shall we say, um, with regards to my physicality, but my brain is a little bit speed-like sometimes. um, And I... 
I tend to digress off into amazing places. I like to take myself off into creative thinking worlds. I like to watch people and digest how they respond, particularly children and young people in classrooms. And I think if you were to Google this Nina Jackson person, I guess you would see somebody who, um, on paper is an international mental health advisor. And let me have you know that international means if you get on a plane from Cardiff and go to Ireland, because you're crossing the water, that <laughs> makes you international. But let's, let's be serious. You know, I've had the amazing opportunity to work in places like Chile and Ghana and Dubai and Kuwait and Hong Kong and China and Cyprus. And I could go on and on and on, as well as obviously amazing places in the UK. Now, my background is I trained as a music teacher and I did music therapy and I did lots of work in the area of SEND. Um, and I don't particularly like the word SEND, special educational needs and disabilities, because for me, it's learning and living differences, because we all have our magical ingredients. And, you know, labels are for tins and not for people. So let's get that straight for a start. I love to see, and I hope to, invigorate teachers, children and young people with what I call the fizz, the sherbet lemon. So you've got the structures and the systems of the school and we can't get away from that. And we can't get away from exams and data and tests and things like that. But what we can embrace is that when teachers have this connection with children and young people, there's this sort of like, ooh, mm, wow, fizz moment, where children are so engrossed in what they're learning, they pass their infectious personality on to others in the classroom as well as the teachers. And as my dear friend Howell Roberts would say, sometimes it's about botheredness, you know, and I'm, I'm really bothered to be learning about this. You become bothered and you become engaged when somebody explode your inner fizz emotionally cognitively and neurologically boom shakala sorted so for me we've got to access all areas of education we've got to give teachers and children empowerment to be brave to test to try and if it doesn't work that's okay do you know what we'll try a different way because there is always another way so for me, it isn't about practice makes perfect. It's about pocket the passion, okay? Pocket the passion of what you are as an educator, as a learner, but you've got to get to know the children and the young people that you work with. I mean, you've got to know them inside out. So I'm a consultant, I'm a practitioner, I still teach. I adore to work with children and young people. Sometimes I see adults like children and young people as well. You know, we want to we want to get into their sort of inner minds to find out what made it brilliant for them. So I guess what I want to do is in in 
life now, you know, rocking on that brilliant age of 55, going on to 56, only feeling like I'm 12. Um, I just want to live life, but give other people just this purpose and empowerment to be able to serve themselves and to serve others as well. Then what's the point? Well, the point is your purpose then becomes of service to others. So if you are able to service others with your brilliance, your passion, your energy, your knowledge, expertise, the way that you can connect with people through relationships and culture, then you're going to have more woohoo moments. Now, I'm not short on talking, as you can see. I'm not going to say that it's verbal diarrhea. However, at some point, one of you needs to say, okay, Nina, then I think we'll move on at this point. Okay, Nina, then I think we'll move on at this point. That was my next question, Nina. You are really into ed tech. You're a bit of a world leader in ed tech, aren't you? And, and what's so lovely about that is that you're taking your compassion for the students and putting it together with technology and creating something that's, I mean, it's very beautiful and artistic, your, your approach. So, so talk to us about how, how technology is going to unlock learning for our students. Oh, where do I start? Have we got three hours? Have yeah, we? sure. Go ahead. Now, let, let's think about this. We as humans have this amazing thing called the thinking brain. And digital technology has on par an amazing thinking brain. So my quest is to take the human brain and marry it with the digital brain so that they become compatible friends, colleagues and together they can create these beautiful things for human beings from using accessible digital technology for social and emotional and, and, and mental health as well as academic learning. So for me it's you've got to think about what's happening in your thinking brain to communicate with the digital brain what it is that you want it to do. And then what the digital brain will do, it'll come back to you and go, ooh, I quite like some of those ideas, you know. Let me see what I can conjure up for you. And the digital brain can then present and represent your thinking, not only in a visual sense, but also through audio as well. I mean, we're doing a bit of a podcast now, and none of you can really see our faces, but you can hear the energy in our voices and maybe the tiresome few words that get stuck if you get a little bit of brain fog. And talking about brain fog, um, occasionally this is where the digital brain can come in and help you. So if we look at accessibility, mm -hmm. particularly to do with our learning and living differences, mm -hmm. imagine that your brain is like sometimes my head turns into sort of like a spaghetti head. OK, and the spaghetti is all sort of like mashed together. And there's all these different sort of thinking strands going on. But I'm finding it really difficult to unravel my thinking. But I don't have enough time to write it all down. Or maybe I've got a little issue of dysgraphia and people can't read my writing. So what I will do 
I will go to my digital brain and I will grab it and I will immediately use the speech to text. Now, what the speech can, to text can do for me, it can collate and collect my oracy, my words, okay, in super speedy time, faster than I can even write it down, and it can take it and produce it into text. Which now, app do you use, Nina? Because you were recommending oh, one app. Yeah, so with accessibility, with the speech to text, on all iOS devices, those are the Apple products, so on iPad, on iPhone, and on MacBooks as well, um, they're in the accessibility feature in settings, you go there and you link into spoken content. Mm -hmm. And when you go into the spoken content, you choose how fast you want the special digital brain to speak back to you. And did you know you can have it in different voices in different languages? Oh, it's <laughs> brilliant. It's fantastic. And also there's pronunciations. Right. Now, in the world of the ninja, if you've got these stud sort of things that go in your ears, yes, not ears, because for me they are ears and they are earrings, not earrings. So my digital device didn't recognize earrings because if I had it on the UK voice, it wanted me to say earrings. Yeah. So there is a facility there for pronunciations in right. all sorts of different languages. So, so, so let me drill right down. You're telling me that if a student is struggling with their spaghetti brain because they've got so much going on in there, they just can't. I know a 12 year old who stammers sometimes only because his thoughts are so big, they can't get out of his brain straight. Yeah. So they want to turn them sideways so that he can get them out. You're telling me that by giving him a speech to text, you're gonna help him to get it all out there and communicate his own intelligence in a way that seems to him too difficult on a pen and paper. Absolutely spot on. You are gonna grab the magical moments of the immediate thinking rather than Okay, let me have a think. I need to write this down. But if I write this down, I've just forgotten what I was about to say. But if you just say it, the speech to text grabs it immediately and it turns it into this fantastic written text. Nina. Not only are you getting a boom shakala woohoo moment, but the self-esteem and the confidence that this young person or adult will get, I mean, imagine, Julia, imagine now that you're swanning down Waitrose or more like me, down the middle aisles of Aldi or Lidl <laughs> because they are fantastic places of wonder and you suddenly go, oh my gosh, I've forgotten to written, write that stuff. You can take your digital device, press the microphone, speak into it as you're picking something off the shelf and immediately it's taken your speech to text and you're ready to whoosh it away anywhere you like. And when I say whoosh, I mean send it or keep it or copy it or paste it. Are there children who get frustrated because, and, and adults, simply because it's just too hard to capture all their thoughts? And are you suggesting that 
by giving them this speech to text and this way to record their thinking, it actually de-escalates things for them. Oh, the impact is not just massive, but massive. And what it does, this relationship between the amazing thinking brain of the individual comes to life with the aid of the digital brain and you've got this perfect marriage you know it's like it's like this sort of love connection where both brains are helping each other out but what the digital brain then does it gifts the individual with this confidence this self-esteem and free fizz because they can see it and then they can they can actually highlight all the text and they can hear it being spoken back to them i'm going to ask you a completely different question no 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 let me ask a question i can't miss this moment question just before you we, we pivot nina what what are your top tips for how to use this just very quickly top three tips for how to get the most out of speaking into a device you speak brilliantly slowly which must help to capture it is there anything else that putting into practice right now if i was sitting here with the app i should know right okay you've got an iphone there ludo haven't you i do Okay, so if you were to send me a text message now and, you know, you've got you've got plasters on all your fingers and you want to get it really, really quickly, what you would do is go into the keyboard, press the microphone and speak and it would do it for you. Literally, boom. That is if you have activated the speak content in accessibility. So, ladies and gentlemen, you go to on your digital device on iOS go to settings. When you go to settings, there is an accessibility feature. Into accessibility and the plethora of tools that you have. It comes under vision. When you go into vision, you go to spoken content. Audio visual. Yeah, so then you go into spoken content and you turn your speak selection on, okay? Then you've got a speaking rate function at the bottom with a a turtle to a hair. And you can decide how fast you want that speech to, to come back at you. Plus you can test the voices. Now, once you've activated that and you go into any application on your digital device that has the keyboard, on your keyboard, a microphone will appear. And when you tap the microphone, you may speak to your digital device and your digital device will capture your speech and turn it into text. So, shakala. Got it, Luda? 100%. now a brief word from our founder julia silver if you'd like to hear more about the ideas we touch on here or gain the tools to take your own tutoring to the next level the qualification for tutors could be for you this live online seminar is facilitated by industry experts who over four zoom workshops will cover the foundations of teaching and learning and how it relates to you as a tutor the workshops are full of rich discussions 
where you'll learn alongside other tutors and connect on a professional level. We will teach you how to be the kind of tutor every child remembers. Visit our community space at qualifiedtutorcommunity.org and sign up now for our transformative course. We'll see you there. Okay, last question because we're going to keep these nifty so that we can do lots of them. Ready? <laughs> Eye contact. Oh. When yes, when no. Eye contact specifically when you're checking in with the student with regards to two things. Academic progress and emotional well-being. The connection that the eyes can have with another person, even if that child or adult is looking down, you still need to look at them directly because the connection of the eyes, the eyes are so magical in giving warmth and reassurance with sometimes without even any words at all. You know, if the, you've got a child in your group or, or you're doing one-to-one -one tutoring and something's not quite going right, what you can do is you can just give them what I call the sort of that little open-eyed, I don't think I'm very impressed with you there, look, okay? But then when you've got your soothing, supportive eyes, especially if your head is slightly tilted to one side, which gives that very sort of warm, supportive blanket um, impression, what you're doing is you're connecting emotionally with somebody straight away. And what your eyes are saying, I'm here as an adult, as your friend, as your supportive individual, both academically and socially. Now, sometimes not going in with the eye contact is also quite good as well. And so if you choose to not have the eye contact and look away, it's saying, I don't think I'm going to actually connect with you right now because the way that you're speaking to me or the way that you're approaching this is quite displeasing. You don't need to have the I don't like the way that you're doing that. Just the slightly tilting of the head to one side where you take your gaze away immediately says, this is not happening for me. And when you see things changing or when you hear or feel it, you bring back the gaze and you give the slight little nod of the head, but also you raise the eyebrows with the sense of eye approval, we call it. We go, aye, aye. Here we go. Not a Captain Bird's Eye Fish Finger moment. However, <laughs> it's it's saying that, yeah, do you know what? I'm it's really pleased with you there. And from Del Monte. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not going to use words. I'm just going to give you my eye contact, which, which is positive right now. I've heard you use the phrase, catch them being good. Oh, yes. Yes. And they can be, you don't want to, you don't when I when I did this once in my class, I went, gotcha, caught ya. The kid said, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm wrong. Just one of those little bit of sort of being great moments. Yeah. And then the other kids were going, well, what about me? What about me? That's right. And sometimes when you catch them being good, there are so many ways that you can share your pleasure 
of of what happened there you know you can do a simple thumbs up or you can almost give a, an emoji face reaction or you can just go past them yeah and you can maybe you know slip a little note or um i've got this fantastic device called paperang and and with paperang you can print off this tiny little thing and rip it off like a receipt and fold it up and just gently slide it to the child or the student. It is the most amazing device ever. It's fabulous. There are children all over South Wales who have collections of those little notes, aren't there? There are indeed. You can capture pictures, you can yeah. do notes, you yeah. can do to-do lists, and you never, ever need to put a printer cartridge in there. It's just like a little square little camera box and it connects with your phone. And ladies and gentlemen, it's called Paperang or Paperang. <laughs> In all the paper, paper. Right. We need to remember, okay, there are many skills, strategies and tools that we use with um, learners with learning and living differences that can be extremely empowering for all learners, for all learners. OK, and you do not have to be be one of those people, you know, with a tin label at all, because many of the strategies, like I just said to you about the speech to text. OK, um, even though that is something specific that we would want to recommend for people uh, with dyslexia or dysgraphia or ADHD or even ASE, autistic spectrum condition to use and other learning and living differences. But for you as teachers and practitioners it's a tool that you can use immediately for your benefit so you take the tool you think you have one of those thinking moments that goes hmm let me have a think about this oh I could use this for myself but also I could empower my A-level students to be able to use it for revision techniques or those who are extremely extremely academically gifted or or magically talented to capture moments of self-compassion self-gratitude and literally you know it's in that moment it, they're not always specific for learning and living differences they are what will help the learning and living differences to access learning but also they're tools for everybody even a wobbly cushion that you can sit on underneath to keep you focused. I suggest Ooh, you get one. That's your a good life. idea. Yes, wobbly cushions are brilliant. A very good idea. Are they, are they the 2020s whoopee cushion? <laughs> now then, Ludo, we're not even going down the route of talking anything as vile as that. Now you're really lowering the tone. <laughs> okay, we don't do any sort of raspberry noises or things like that. This is the, inte this is the intelligentsia support. Oh, now I realise. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for your time. It was a fantastic beginning. Absolutely thrilled and thank you so, so much. Now just tell us about the book before we wrap up. Oh, it's of teaching, learning and sherbet lemons. Of course it's it is. Finding your fizz and it's a compendium of careful advice for teachers and tutors and anybody else and parents 
of thinking about some really, really difficult questions. For example, mm -hmm. the first one is called The Dragon Deep Inside, the first chapter, which talks about selective mutism. And it's very important to give you tips, tools and tricks to take away with you. And there's a beautiful poem at the end of it about what it's really like to be a selective moot. And right now, right now, there is a code NQT30 that if you go to crownhouse.co.uk or to Independent Thinking Press, even though it implies it's for NQTs only, the computer does not know that you're an NQT. So basically, it's for everybody. Shove in the NQT 30 and you'll get 30% off. No, not 25, that's 30% off. Ludo, we're not waiting for Christmas. We're doing Thanksgiving presents this year. Ah, and Christmas. And Christmas, mm -hmm. and Hanukkah, all eight days. Brilliant. Okay, goodbye, my friends. See you soon. Thank you, everybody. Thank See you soon. You're the best. Bye. 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 <laughs>Thanks for listening to the Qualified Tutor podcast, where tutors share their expertise to support the tutoring community. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join our Qualified Tutor community at www.qualifiedtutorcommunity.org or find it in the show notes below. We exist to connect, share and learn with you because tutoring is a small job that makes a big difference.